Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review. I'm Gordon Senior. This week I'm joined by Jamie and Matty as we discuss our defeats at Fir Park and Celtic Park, and we look ahead to our last game of the season against Rangers. Evening, gentlemen. How are we today? Hi, good, Gordon. Uh, how are you? Well, I'm in the hot seat. You know the pressure's on. Mr. McLeod taking a well-deserved break, and he's handed the reins to me. I was going to go very still game for a minute there, you know, when uh, they take over Tam's show. And I was going to go, well, if you don't recognise that voice on the radio, because Tam's away on holiday. Well, Ross isn't quite on holiday, but uh, he has taken a well-deserved break. Um, so good luck. That's all I'm saying to I me. Will, I will say one thing. I feel like you're more Isa when she takes over from Navid's shop. Um, I would say Jack and Victor when, I, when they take over Navid's shop. You're going to start Definitely. selling rolls. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I'll all go swimmingly until someone drives a van into the side of the shop. <laughs> <laughs> two games to review, two defeats. Perfect. You know, I'm, I'm pro- probably the perfect person to review a show just like that. It was like it was meant to be. Um, I'll start off with uh, Jamie. Uh, Celtic Park, me and you were together uh, as we were late for the game, walking into the turnstiles, and we heard a roar. We thought... <laughs> Yeah, 1-0 down already, but that distinct kind of music didn't play after it. And then we both looked at each other and realised we were 1-0 up. Yeah, didn't hear the uh, goal Celtic. I hate that guy, do you know that? Um, so yeah, it was well, we, we missed the goal. Bryce was there on his own, going limbs. Saw him on, uh, on the TV later on. So had we been in, we would have been on the telly, going limbs. But uh, weren't in in time, unfortunately. What was our Uber driver's name again? Peter or something. Peter, the Rangers fan. It's off to Seville. Yeah, yeah, Peter. Yeah, I'm sure he was dancing. himself, listening to Super yeah. Scoreboard on the radio after us, saying we were going to get pumped on the way in. <laughs> Incidentally, that was us that said we were going to get pumped. He was he was saying that we've got half a chance, but um, as it, it proved to be, we didn't. But anyway, we went 1-0 up. Um, were you thinking that, that it could be a famous day? Yeah, it was actually, to be fair. They were playing pretty well at the time. And uh, you look at the you look at the equaliser, we're unlucky. Uh, I think it's a foul. Uh, do you know what? I, I had a big rant to my dad on uh, on Saturday night when I was watching Sports Scene back. And uh, Chris Iwalumo was on Sports Scene. And he was saying, you know, we've watched it 50 times and I still can't make up my mind. Uh, like, what's the point? It's a, it's a foul. I think it's a pretty clear foul, to be honest. And... I'm just starting to lose the kind of um, purpose of uh, pundits. I just don't see the point. They're there to uh, go over these decisions. I don't think it's a difficult decision. And uh, yeah, they, they said they had to look over it 50 times. I don't, I don't see how. I think it's a pretty clear foul. McGregor gets the ball, but he sticks his leg in between Toby Sibic's legs. It's a clear foul. And okay, we should probably defend it better, but it's uh, it's a bit unlucky because Jota's passed to Kyogo, who's going to be offside, leaves it. Jota continues his run and squares it for Maida, who kind of scuffs the shot, I think, as well, in my opinion, but goes under Craig Gordon. And, yeah, I think as, as soon as that goal went in, I, I thought, oh, shit, it could be on the end, hmm. of, a, end of a hide in here. When you look at the goals, the, the first goal, obviously, for me is a foul. The second goal, I think we're a bit unlucky. It's over the line, but I don't think the linesman can see that. I think it's a guess. It's a good guess because ultimately it's the right decision. 
but I think it's a guess. And I think if that's up the other end, to go full conspiracy on you, if that's up the other end, I'm not sure that gets given. <laughs> that's just me. There's no way to, to prove that or anything, obviously. And the fourth goal, obviously, is, is offside as well, and VAR would rule that out next season. But that's just me to go a bit conspiracy on you. Do you think VAR rules out the first goal if, if, if it's there? Do you think they bring that back for a foul? I don't think they do. I think they do if it's Hearts. I don't think they do if it's Celtic. So well, you mean apart from I think if it's the other way around and Hearts score that exact same goal at Celtic Park, it gets called back for the foul. I don't think VAR is going to do that against the old firm at all. Yeah. I don't think it goes back that far if it's in favour of one of those two. But I'm full conspiracy, so what can I say? Well, I mean, to be fair, we've we, we've seen it often enough to to have these type of kind of theories, haven't we? Uh, I mean, we could go on and on and on about the dodgy decisions we've had against those two over the years, but um, I guess it wasn't really a surprising um, to, to see us go 2-1 down, uh, Matty, particularly when you look at the back four that did start. Um, were you like Jamie? Did you think when we went 1-0 up, just that it somehow could be a famous day and the fact, of course, that you weren't there? Well, that played into part of the reason why I thought it was going to be a famous day, because every other famous day we've ever had at Celtic Park, there's been a, a list of reasons why I can't make it. And it's us- I usually end up regretting it massively. Um, I'm, I'm not going to list them all off, but when we went one up through Ellis Sims, and I thought, well, I'm not there. This is it. We're gonna- I, th- I thought it was going to be two or three ill at that point. I thought, well, we're going to gub them. I'm going to miss it, and I'm going to be raging. Um, I'm disappointed that never happened. I mean, Jamie touched on it. I mean, I think... You could argue three of the goals, admittedly, yeah, like you said, the, the second is over the line. Um, he guessed it, the linesman guessed it. It is a foul for me, I agree there. And the other, there's another one that's offside. And you bring that into the, the goal in the 1-0 defeat that we had there earlier in the season, which was also offside. Then we've been pretty hard done by it, Celtic Park, this season. And can't say I'm surprised, I'm used to it. But the fact that we went there with a back four that we had, which is nowhere near our full strength back four. I mean, you've seen for me how much we need to get Halkett and Suter back if we're going to compete at that level and obviously next season replace Suter. But I don't think Moore's good enough. And I don't think Kingsley's a centre back that's good enough to play in a back four as a starter. He's a left back at a left sided centre half and he's fantastic at it. But he looked a little bit lost at times for me when Celtic were breaking. Which is fair enough. He's playing out of position. Like it's not a criticism. He's had a great season for us, but we showed a little bit of lack of depth. I mean, you've seen the subs that Celtic brought on. They made a treble change in every single one of them we get in our team. That's what you're up against, really, and that's what we need to try and build on and get to that level where we can go to Celtic Park minus a couple of players. And because I mean, I think we gave a good account of ourselves. I thought going forward we looked okay. We were okay in possession. We just got caught out. We got caught out through naivety at the back for me. And dodgy decisions as usual, but you're going to get dodgy decisions against you at Glasgow. You need to try and overcome that. Hopefully that changes next season with VAR, but I'll believe it when I see it. I'm going to jump in here, Gordon, sorry. I actually think Stephen Kingsley was one of our better players on the day, um, to be fair. He was good on the ball, but I just I just don't think that... I don't think we are as open as we are with Halkett and Sewer playing centre-half compared to Moore and Kingsley. Positionally, I think, I think Kingsley done okay. But he's not a he's not a, for me he's not a centre back in a back four. No, I, I agree. I agree. I just thought I thought on Saturday he played quite well. To be fair, um, but you're right, definitely right about the subs. I think that is that is what you're up against. Um, 
you know, they bring on what Jackamakis, Abada, Forrest, Rogic, and somebody else, can't remember now. Um, and you know, it sort of brings me back to why why did we kind of vote for the five sub rule, to be honest? I don't necessarily mean hearts, I just mean sort of other teams in Scotland to I think our squad depth, if we have everybody fit, is okay. And it's presumably only going to get better now that we've got more fixtures that we're going to have to kind of prep for next season. But I don't understand why a lot of the smaller teams voted for for five subs because it truly benefits nobody apart from the old firm. Nah, I agree with you there, Jamie. I think I think it does. I mean, for from our extent, I think we we may see a benefit of that next season, especially against some of the smaller teams in the league. But I don't. You can't compete. I mean, Mitchell could bring in on players of that quality, and they're bringing on four or five of them in a game. They're just, they're just fresher. They're fitter, and. In all fairness, I mean, quality of player-wise, when you look at squad there, we've probably got an 11 that can compete, maybe 12, 13 at a push. You need you need more than that to try and keep up with them, especially when you've got injuries. I thought we'd done well. For a 4-1 defeat, I'm not livid at Celtic Park, which says a lot for me. Yeah, I, I, I never thought it was a 4-1 game. I thought 4-1 was slightly harsh. But as you say, when, when they can bring on that level of player, um, what chance have you really got? And, and Rangers are exactly the same. And this is what kind of winds me up a little bit, how constantly we've heard over the last few days now that Celtic have, have sealed the title as if it's some sort of miracle and that, um, you know, they've never won a league title before and, and that the it's just Ange Postacoglu should be Sir Ange Postacoglu. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. I mean, it's two sides who can spend... I mean, they've spent £25 million or whatever it is and they're kidding on as if They've been against every obstacle going, and it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, of course they've won the league. Look at the money they've spent. Look at the players they've got, the resources. Um, uh, it just it really winds me up. And I have to say, when you are getting refereeing decisions like we did see there at Celtic Park, you've got no chance, have you, on, on, in the grand scheme of things. But as we say, I think 4-1 four, four slightly. Uh, well, I, I won't. I won't say it flattered Celtic, but I think it was uh, slightly harsh on Hearts. But we went there in a nothing game. It was a game that realistically they needed to win. All the pressure was on them, and I think you've seen by the reaction of the Celtic fans um, just how much it kind of spurred them on. Particularly when they equalised, I thought there was only going to be one winner after that. I guess, but I feel like we are getting closer to the old firm, though. Jamie, do you think next season? Hearts could finally break that duck at Celtic Park and, and maybe get a result there. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, with Robbie in charge, anything anything is possible. The man has a, a very solid record of competing in Glasgow. So, uh, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Does a 4-1 like... defeat count as a humiliation, though? As Spencer rightly said... Uh, before we went to Rangers and lost 5-0, Robbie never been humiliated in Glasgow Nielsen. Well, I mean, that's 4-1 and 5-0 back-to-back defeats. Yeah. Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, this, I would write this one off solely because of a lot of the players that were missing. You know, that was still a Hearts team. I think towards the end, certainly, that was a team that just looked really tired. I thought the legs just went on us. Had uh, even guys like Civic and that they were playing hadn't really played that much football before they come to Hearts. The plan... When Civic signed, I remember them saying was for next season. And he's obviously had to come into the starting eleven immediately. As soon as he came in, he played in that derby at Easter Road and everything. And uh, that just wasn't the plan. 
And to be fair to Sibig, I thought he looked decent actually at the weekend. I thought he, he looked better in midfield. Um, but what I would say is, I know obviously Beningami's going to be out for goodness knows how long, and Peter Haring's contract is still in the balance. Nobody really knows what's going on with that. Uh, I was going to say it's a position that I didn't really think we were going to need cover in, but now maybe we will. So I, I think I would have Civic in, in midfield uh, over defence moving forward. But then obviously Suter is going to be leaving, so then you're going to need to to replace him. But look, we're going to need to bring in quite a lot of players anyway, solely for fixture congestion and all that next season. So interesting to see how we uh, how we get on in the, the summer window with the money that we're going to have from guaranteed group stage football. And um, yeah. Maybe even an Aaron Hickey sell-on clause as well. How how, how far away then, Matthew? Our hearts away from uh, getting a wee result at Parkhead. Do you think? Do you think this current crop? I mean, you mentioned the the first kind of eleven can compete. We've seen them go kind of toe to toe with Celtic uh, earlier on in the season at Parkhead. Maybe just a little bit of quality was missing that night. Do you think if Hearts had the full eleven and they were going into a, a game against Celtic that they needed to win do you think they could I think we could whether you would or not it's a different story altogether I think we're good enough to go there and get a result um, I don't think we're good enough to go there every week and get a result but you can definitely you can definitely see us building to something there I think the, the side that we've got on the go at the moment is a, is a pretty solid team we're pretty good in every position when everybody's fit I think if you go there with Halfbit and Suter again I think it changes things Think that gives you a base again we're looking at devlin as well in the middle is that's a, that's a huge miss somewhere at Celt- like celtic park he's a big one for me at hand and the way he covers the grass gets in people's faces wins the ball back disrupts possession of the opposition it's it, you need that when you go to these places i thought Haran looked okay i thought civic looked okay but neither of them have the same sort of legs that devlin and beningamy give you just that ability to cover the ground i'm pretty sure it was the first trip through the parkhead and we've seen I think Hearts released some data on the distance covered. It might have been Ibrox, it was one of the two. And between Benny and Beningamy, they, co- they covered about 14 kilometres each during the match. Like, it's incredible the distance that they put in, and you need that when you play them. So if we were fully fit, I think we could go there and definitely cause an upset. We were unlucky earlier in the season. If it wasn't for a clearly offside goal, then we would have. I think we would have got a draw out of that game. I don't think so, like, threatened too much other than that one. Um, we were unlucky at times. Could have could have done better when we went forward, but we're getting there. I think if you, I think if you put Ellis Sims into that team that went to Celtic Park at the start of the season, I think we win that game. So I don't think we're far off at all. Before we we move on, um, I just want to quickly touch on Josh Janelli's performance at Parkhead on Saturday. He's he's a typical winger, I suppose, and he kind of showed the two sides of himself at Parkhead on, on Saturday when I thought he was atrocious and how he lasted as long as he did. Um, and then his comparison against Motherwell, I thought he actually played pretty well, particularly in the first half. Jamie, do you think when we go to these bigger uh, bigger sort of grounds like Celtic and Rangers, for example, players like Ginelli should be the, the main men, really, because of the amount of pace and ability he clearly has? Yeah, look, I thought Barry Mackay was pretty poor at the weekend. By his standards, he struggled to get into the game. And that's not necessarily a criticism of him. Maybe Celtic marked him out of the game. I don't know. Or maybe he was just too deep to affect the game. I don't know. But uh, as for Ginelli, I think when you go to places like Parkhead and Ibrox, they play such a high defensive line. He's perfect because he can run in behind. He's not perfect. He's got quite a lot to work on, to be frank, um, in his game. 
But to be honest, if he was an all-round footballer, he wouldn't be at Hearts. It's pretty simple. He would be at a higher league. When you've got pace like that, if, if he's any good with the ball, he would be at a better league. That's pretty simple. So um, I think I actually said to you on Saturday, Gordon, that I thought Janelli was okay, um, if you remember. I, I said I thought he was quite useful at the weekend. Um, but those are the, the guys that you're looking for when you go to, to places like Parkhead and Ibrox to create your creative players, obviously. They're the ones that you're turning to to try and get you in the game, to make something happen in a game where more often than not, you're not going to have too many chances. So those are the guys that you're turning to more and hope than expectation sometimes, I guess. But Saturday, I just didn't really think it was it was Hearts' day. I, I would agree with the four ones. I would say it slightly flattered them, but... Uh, yeah, I think especially well, you look at Barry Mackay, I thought he struggled to get in the game. Yeah. And I thought without I, him, I obviously never played at Motherwell, and we'll get on to that. I don't want to move on to that, but really? I thought we, we we I thought on paper we were going to struggle without Barry Mackay at Fir Park, and we didn't really create enough chances in that first half, but we'll get on to that. I think I, I agree with you in, in regards to Mackay on, on Saturday. I think that's a few times he's maybe gone missing in, in the bigger games. Um I don't know why that is. Maybe, I mean, clearly Celtic and Rangers, their tactical analysis will be second to none. And they probably look at him as being Hearts' key man, they'll mark him out the game. But I just thought Ginelli was a lot of times where he was hesitant to go forward. And particularly when, you know, Atkinson had the ball and he was looking for um, Ginelli to kind of make that little run. He just, he would never do it. They would never double up. And you feel like with that pace, we were, we kind of missed a trick there because there was a few times we, we could have got in be, uh, behind um, Celtic, but we, we didn't utilise it. Where in comparison to, to Motherwell, as you mentioned, Jamie, he was, uh, well, I think he played more through the centre against Motherwell, actually, and he was getting in behind quite a lot. So it's what it is, I suppose. I just wanted to bring it up because it, it annoyed me at the time. Um, anyway, moving on, Motherwell, as you say, no Barry Mackay, no Kingsley. Um quite a weak inside but Hearts going 1-0 down early on responded well and it was probably a game they really should have won Jamie Yeah you, you said it at half time Gordon um, that we had enough chances to to be a couple of goals up um, and I think if we have Craig Gordon goals we don't win uh, we don't lose that game uh, I think that's pretty clear but I'm not going to moan at the fact that we gave guys at Craig Gordon a rest because I think that's absolutely fine. It's a nothing, a nothing game. I'm happy to wrap these guys in cotton wool, give them a rest. I don't know how much rest you need as a goalkeeper, to be fair. I think it's quite mentally challenging, though. You need to be quite focused from what they say anyway. I don't know, but I suppose he is getting on a bit, so I don't mind wrapping him in cotton wool because, I mean, goodness knows, imagine how many would get pumped by a Hamden if Ross Stewart was in goals. <laughs> Um, but I do think it was a game we, we should have won. And, uh, yeah, like Robbie, though, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come on to his comments in a minute, um, Robbie Nielsen's. But in terms of Ross Stewart, my, I mean, it, it seems to be every time he plays, he either makes a clangor and hearts get beat or he just can't get anywhere near the goals and hearts get beat. Do you think it's time in, in the summer that, that we do look for a, a competent backup? I mean... It's a boring answer, but yes. I mean, I think we need one. Uh, with the age that Gordon's getting to, he's not good enough. I mean, look, I was thinking about this today, um, especially after you messaged me and asked if I wanted to come on, because I, I knew it would come up, because the first goal's shocking. It's not good enough. It's Joel Pereira stuff. I mean, it's as simple as that. But 
you go back two years before we had Craig Gordon and we didn't have a goalkeeper for a long time. It's something that we need to address. We have one. I'd like to have another. I'm not really too sure what's happening with Harry Stone, if that's an option or not. I mean, didn't seem to set the set the world alight at Partick. He's went away now. He's picked up one. He's played about 10 games in League Two this season. Um, we'll see what happens with him. Obviously, he's young. I've never seen him play. It's not the kind of thing that you'd write off. But for me, instead of starting Ross Stewart, he'd have been better playing the laddie that played in the Youth Cup final, to be honest with you. I mean, he made a mistake for the second goal in that game, but was it any worse than what Stuart done at Motherwell? Not really, no. I mean, he's not good enough. Apparently, he's a good lad, but a good lad's not a good reason to give somebody a wage, as far as I'm concerned. We need, for me, I think we need at least one and then promote a youngster for your third choice goalkeeper, I think, next season. We can't go through another year with a 39-year-old Craig Gordon and not expect him to miss games. We've got fortunate this season. I think he's only missed one with COVID, I think. Ross Stewart played in, maybe two. I think it is just the one he's played before the Motherwell game. Played at CNG. Can't remember yeah. any other ones. I mean, he isn't good enough. It's as simple as that. But I, I don't know why we signed him. I don't know why we signed him. We brought him in. We kept him last season. It was clear last season, especially the Brora one, that he wasn't good enough. I don't know why we kept him this season. Maybe he's cheap. He must be on a small wage, must be on a low wage, must have been a financial decision. But I think in the summer for Europe and the fact that Craig's getting old, we do need a second goalkeeper. Yeah, it's a bit of a bizarre one. He was brought in on loan last season, which you could understand we, we did need a backup, and that's fair enough. But to hand him a two-year deal, particularly when you look at the games he did play last season, he certainly didn't cover himself in glory, didn't do nearly enough to warrant a contract, in my opinion. Uh, the first goal was absolutely criminal. Um, Motherwell getting behind and I mean it's a, a pretty simple save really yeah he parries it right in at the feet of the Motherwell player and, and they go 1-0 up and you kind of think to yourself right 1-0 down early doors against a team who desperately need to win the fans will be behind them but were you surprised by the way that Hearts kind of came back into the game and immediately took control Jamie? Yeah probably was but Probably more from a Motherwell point of view. Um, I thought they were so bad, like so, 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 so bad um, for a team, like you say, that needed to kind of get something from the game. You get that early goal. I actually thought the atmosphere was pretty good at Motherwell last night, to be fair to them. Um, and that's that's understandable because it was a, a big game for them, obviously. Um, so you would expect it to be. But... Uh, they just kind of seemed to drop off and I actually wasn't that tanadice, but going by what people said at, uh, about the Dungeon United game a few weeks earlier, um, it was kind of similar that they kind of went up 1-0 up early doors and then kind of just dropped off and I don't know if teams just show us too much respect, I don't know, but it was a good goal and for the rest of the half, as I said earlier, we dominated and we should have been should have been up at half time, but from a Motherwell perspective, I was quite surprised that they let Hearts back into the game so uh, so quickly and so easily. But everybody knows that Hearts have got quality in that team. Um, but yeah, from I was I was disappointed with Motherwell. I thought they were going to be better, so I was more disappointed to lose to what, in my opinion, is a very poor football team. And I'm surprised. I think used to a degree that that team is fourth in the league. I mean, they're not good enough. I, I said this when I was talking about the Dundee United game, we were talking about the Ross County game. 
I look at all of those teams, I don't think any of them are actually that good. I think it's more of a highlight of how bad Dundee United have been. I'll include them in it. They should have done better this season. But how bad Hibs and Aberdeen have been. I mean, Hibs and Aberdeen should be in Europe this season because the competition doesn't exist. I don't think, outside of us, Celtic and Rangers, I'd go as far as say that nobody deserved the top six. I don't think any of them are good enough to be a top six side. I think the points total sum that up as well. I mean, I, I, we're going to end up with teams in Europe with less than 50 points this season. When When's that ever happen? It's just, it's weird. I think Motherwell were okay when they had Tony Watt because Tony Watt was doing well. He went to Dundee United and they've just kind of stayed where they are by virtue of everyone else being crap. So, you know, I mean, good for them. They've got Europe, but they'll get papped out in their qualifiers. What difference does it make? Yeah. Three three wins since Boxing Day uh, for Motherwell, actually, which is a quite incredible stat when you think about it. I mean, that's, the... that's, that's Jim Jeffries' form when we scraped yeah. third. I mean, that's what yeah. they're doing. It is. And, and, and the irony is, you know, two of those wins have just came within the last four or five days there. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, I thought the game did change, though, uh, when Andy Halliday went off. I, I don't know how much of the game he's seen, Matty, but... Certainly, he seemed to be at the heart of everything that Hearts were doing well. I thought his, his, uh, he was setting the tempo. His passing was really good. Um, he had a couple of sort of... Uh, well, he had a free kick that was nowhere near uh, going in. But apart from that, um, I thought he was he was very, very good. Do you think that he starts the cup final if he's fit? Um, I think it's more if Devlin's fit would be for me. I think it's between him and Devlin. I think Peter Haddon's stick on to start in the middle of the park. And if I'm honest with you, if, if Cammy's not fully fit, I wouldn't have any objection to Halliday playing. I think he's actually been excellent this season. I think he's been a fantastic squad member. He's came in at times, been fantastic. He was brilliant against Hibs in, in the derby at home there, uh, obviously getting the two goals. But not just that, he's looked really good in the ball. He's had periods where he's been... For me, there was a bit, Cochrane had a bit of a slump midway through the season. I felt like he was our best option at left wing back. Um, I think he's been great. I'm glad that he's staying around. Um, I wouldn't object to him starting the cup final. I mean, obviously, you'll get people to be like, oh, he's a fucking Rangers fan. Should he start against Rangers in the cup final? Of course he should. The man's a professional footballer. He's lost cup finals before. He's going to want to win one. I mean, you hear he's, he's spoken about it himself when he does all the, so the open goal that he's on. He said that he's... He, He's thought about losing that game. He was involved in the cup final against Hibs for Rangers when they lost that one. And as the as the Hibs fans like to bring up before he pat two past them at Tynecastle, that was quite nice. But yeah, I mean, if Cam if Cammy Devlin can't get the minutes into his legs, and it's not looking like it, if I'm honest with you, I thought he would have got longer at Motherwell if he was going to start the cup final. Then yeah, I'd start Halliday happily. I think he has to. If Devlin's yeah. not fit for me, it's Harden and Halliday in the middle of the park. I, I I must say though, I mean, just watching Devlin come on there, I, he looks nowhere near match fit. I'm afraid, and I have I have I don't see him starting um, the, the the cup final. I think certainly if he he might hopefully maybe come on play a half an hour in his legs possibly, but he's nowhere near sharp enough. Jamie Andy Halliday, I mean, he's he got quite a bit of criticism, particularly at the start of the season and, and quite a lot last season. Um, I've advocated quite a lot for him. And why he should be in in kind of the squad. I mean, sort of he has played a lot of his kind of best football when he's he's played left wing back. Although I thought he was excellent in centre midfield on on Wednesday. Yeah, I read quite a few people now um, saying that they thought the kind of the game 
kind of went away from Hearts when Halliday came off, and um, yeah, I would I would be inclined to agree with that. He was he was excellent last night. As for last season, um, quite a few people now, Halliday himself and Nielsen as well, I think have come out and said that the Halliday thrived off the crowds. So not having the the crowds there for him was was massive. Um, and I know it would affect all players, but Halliday, especially going by what they've said anyway, um, really seemed to really seem to hit him pretty hard. So that's perhaps uh, why his performances last season, as the whole teams were really were maybe not great. But um, as for this season, yeah, he has he has been excellent. And it's interesting that Matty mentions Cochrane's um, dip in form because I remember saying on this podcast, I think, that uh, Halliday was my preferred option at wing back at one point earlier in the season. Um, because, yeah, he has he has been excellent this season for Hearts. And, yeah, delighted to, to see him get the new contract as well. He's 30 years old now. Uh, he'll be 31 before the end of the year, but still a very good squad player. And you speak about, you know, we speak about Ross Stewart there bringing stuff to the dressing room. I think Haldi brings a wee bit more to the to the dressing room. I remember when we got beat off at Dundee, I think it was, at Tynecastle. He came out after the game and he absolutely slammed everybody and was just saying, yeah, it's just not good enough. And I know that maybe doesn't help every player um, or doesn't work with every player, but I think it's good to have those guys in the dressing room that know Scottish football and say, you know, that's just no no fucking good enough do you know what I mean so yeah I think it's good to have good to have guys like him so uh, no I've, I've got no objections with Andy Halliday anymore and I'm not going to pretend like I, I wasn't uh, one of those guys that were maybe moaning about him last season but this season he's been excellent fair play to him you, you, Matty obviously mentions the, the Rangers thing and naturally people will always um, basically basically look at that and, and if you are coming up in the cup final against Rangers I think he's bought into what Hearts are all about. I don't think there's any doubts that he'll go into that game and he, and he 100% um, won't try to win it. So I understand where, where people are coming from. But, I mean, as Jamie says, you know, you need the type of characters in the game. And I suppose a cup final probably suits him. I mean, if you remember the Celtic final last season, I thought he was one of the best players as well. And unfortunately, he couldn't play extra time. He went off just, uh, I think, just at the start of extra time there. And... and I mean, most both teams had given quite a lot in that game, but you do need the types of players um, in your team. Liam Boyce is another one as well that's got quite a lot of criticism for his performances recently, um, but he is a, a big game player as well. You you feel? Do you think that when Cup Final Day comes along, that guys like Hardy, like Boyce, you'll just see that that kind of level just go way up once again? I think they've both got the experience, and that's one of the things that's vital. I mean, Boyce has, Boyce has played international football for Northern Ireland. I mean, Halliday is now at a stage of his career, but he's he's experienced. He's been through a lot, Andy Halliday, as a player. And I, he is starting to sort of grow into more of a leadership role in this squad, which is something we do need, especially like moving forward. It's for I mean, I think did he did he have the armband or did Haran have the armband midweek? I mean, he can't be far off anyway, now that I think about it. I mean, you've obviously got Smith in there. You've got, um, I'd put Halkett in that bracket as well now. He's stepped up big time. But, but it's something that is some, I'd like to, I'd like us to move in that direction because he, he brings something. I think we need an, another couple of players in there that can really come into these big games and settle things down and try and get their foot on the ball. There's a, there's a level of expectation that Andy Halliday seems to bring to the team. And you need that. He's never he never looks afraid to come deep, pick the ball up, play a pass. 
you know, when you need it. And you, you're, we're going to need that in the cup final. There's going to come a moment where Rangers are going to get on top. They're going to have more of the ball. We're going to win it back. And we're going to need somebody that's going to be able to put their foot on it, breathe, pick a pass, and try and relieve the pressure. I think Haran's got the capability of doing that. And I think Halliday does as well. So he's going to be really, really important to us if he does start the final. And I mean, I've never seen Devlin at, at Motherwell. I'll take your word for it. He's, I don't think he's going to be fit enough, to be honest with you. I think he would have played 90 minutes by now if he was going to make the cup final. I'd probably file Suter under that category as well. So be interesting. If you're missing Suter, for me, you need leaders in there. And I think Halliday is one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we'll not harp too much on about the cup final because we'll have our big cup final preview next week. But we do play Rangers on Saturday, uh, last game of the season. Um, I can't imagine that it'll be anything other than the under-12 Rangers team that turns up, Jamie. But are you expecting kind of... What sort of performance do you expect from Hearts going into a game like that? I mean, as Matty says, you know, we are missing a few players. There's a few players who aren't quite up to match fitness. I mean, do you do you continue to keep a few guys in cotton wool like your Mackays? I mean, what 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 type of team do you think will turn up? Yeah, it's a really tough one, isn't it? Um, personally, I would probably happily keep them in cotton wool um, if it is going to be the Rangers under-12s, which, to be honest with you, I thought it maybe might have been uh, at Ibrox last night against Ross County, but they named a very strong team. So it'll be interesting to see what they put out on Saturday as well. But uh, yeah, I would probably wrap them in cotton wool just in case somebody decides to uh, kick lumps out of us. But I don't know, it'll be interesting. I, I don't care about the game. Um, but interestingly, one of the, the guys that was um, in the car last night was saying, you know, this is kind of like the last home game, the last chance to kind of thank the team for what's been a very good season. And I hadn't really thought about it like that. So it's a, it's a good point. So I would uh, encourage... Anybody that's listening and is thinking about not going along, perhaps maybe we should go along and thank them for what's been a great, a great season, a good season of a ways as well, Gordon, as you highlighted the other day in, on, uh, on the on the old socials. Mm. Here, here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose Hearts haven't beaten Rangers in the league this season. They've beaten Celtic. They've beaten everyone else, I think. Yeah, I don't think we've not failed to beat anyone. Um can't think off the top of my head anyway. Yeah, yeah we've been everybody apart for the yeah. years. So, I mean, that, that kind of scalp will, will be there. I mean, I know we've got the cup final, and of course you want to win the cup final ahead of a meaningless league game, but it's still quite a good accolade for the players to have, particularly when they have finished so far ahead in third. Matty, what type of team would you play? I mean, would you, would you play a similar team to the Motherwell game, or would you bring a couple of the sort of your Craig Gordons, maybe Mackay's back into the team? I wouldn't play Mackay. I think for a for a for a guarantee, I would not start Mackay. For me, he, I wouldn't even put him on the bench. I wouldn't even pretend to have him a game of football. Um, I think there's a few in that bracket as well. I uh, I wouldn't play Sims. I don't want Sims anywhere near the team. I want him to just sit and wait and be ready for Hamden. He's been carrying a bit of a was it groin injury, groin niggle he's had at the moment. But don't just don't. Uh, when it comes down to everything else, we are. Because we have such a small squad, our rotation is limited. Like We're not going to be able to rest the full 11 that you'd want to start the cup final and not play them. So there are going to be a few that play. It's just going to be a case of picking who. Getting, I mean, I'd start Woodburn, I'd start Civic, I'd start... I mean, can Henderson play? 
Is he back? I was, I was literally just thinking that. I was literally just thinking, can Young Hendo come and play? I think he'd I score mean, as well. That, that, I mean, that's another point as well. I mean, if we've got any guys that are out on loan that aren't in playoffs, I'm pretty sure they're all back. Yeah. I'd start them all. I'd yeah. start every single one of them. I'd give them all minutes and just rest everyone possible. I mean, I've got to go along. I mean, like, like Jamie said, it is the last game of the season. I hadn't actually thought about that until right now. So it will be nice to just sort of like clap them round. And I hope everyone's there so they can come round and take the applause because they deserve it. But there's a few players I'd like to see get some minutes on their legs and the rest of them I don't want anywhere near the park. Yeah, I mean, it is quite an interesting one, though. And it is a bit of a dilemma, isn't it, for Nielsen? I mean, as he says, he wants Hearts to go in and win every single game. I was going just briefly talk about his comments after the Motherwell game there, Jamie. I mean, we, we kind of spoke about it off air. You know, we've heard constantly how he's set the bar and how Hearts expect to win every single game and uh, you've got to win at a club like Hearts. And then he said he wasn't really bothered about the result after we got beaten, Motherwell. <laughs> Can you understand maybe that kind of pisses some fans off? I mean, listen, I mean, realistically, the fans aren't too upset after the defeat, but if you're going to sort of continue with a party line and say, you know, we want to win every single game and then come out and say, I'm not too bothered about the result. Do you think that then creeps into the players' minds? I mean, even if they are playing an under-21s Rangers team on Saturday, you still want the team to go out there and win. But do you think that kind of complacency could easily set in when the gaffer's saying he's not too bothered? Yeah, probably now. I wouldn't have said said before but you know it's funny somebody asked them about you know the press uh, the press conference last week you know it's a bigger game for Motherwell than it is for Hearts and he said well you know to be honest with you I think it's a, a big game for us as well and then obviously he comes out and says he's not bothered which is fine I'm not bothered either but uh, you know I paid my four pound ticket or whatever it was I mean we only took a thousand fans I say only a thousand I say that because our away sport's been so good this season um only I a thousand there. very good I thought a thousand. I know it up. is. It's, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not. But yeah. in in context of the whole season, you know, it, it shows you that yeah, a yeah. lot of fans I mean, are clearly thinking, ah, it's a dead rubber, eh? Like uh, money's to I know. I get that. So Wednesday night as well. To be fair, I mean, I I said I wasn't going to go, but I, I did end up actually going. But um, yeah, I mean, I think over a thousand fans is pretty good. Can when I think most teams probably outside of um, Hearts. I mean, I think they'll struggle to take a thousand. I mean, I think the famous Aberdeen took about three hundred or something when they played them in their last league game, and uh, they still had top six to try and compete for. So maybe it just shows you the comparisons with the two fan bases there. But um, yeah, I thought the fans were good at it. as Jamie says. I thought it was a, a good atmosphere as well. Um, what sort of atmosphere do you think it'll be on Saturday? Do you think it'll be a bit flat, or do you think the fans will will be up for it a wee bit? I'll be pissed. So it's an early kickoff. <laughs> How can you manage that? No, well, I'll get pissed afterwards then. <laughs> One of the two. Right. Those are the options. I mean, meh, last game of the season. It'll be fine. Yeah. People will be in a good mood. They'll be I'm all sure. you'll be I'm in sure a good they Everyone, yeah. you know what's going to happen. You're going to walk into the ground, you're going to turn around to the people that you only see at football, and you're going to spend 90 minutes talking about the cup final, and that's going to mm-hmm. be the end of that. That's going to be that's going to be the game, yeah. and then we'll all meet up in the pub and we'll be like, "Oh well, let's have a few jars and then come on." When's the fucking bus leave? Are we bringing cans? When are we meeting up? I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares about next week. We're just going for the sake of going and just waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm already buzzing. I can't wait. <laughs> well, just- on 
on that note, then um, I'll I'll take your score predictions for uh, for the the Rangers game. The first one, of course, we'll we'll wait for the cup final preview before we get our score predictions in for that one. Um, I'll start with you, Matthew. Then um, Saturday Hearts Rangers last day of the season score prediction. Uh, I'm going to go two one Hearts, and the only reason I'm picking two one is because that was the score in 1998. And I'm fully on cup final mode. <laughs> Jamie? I'll go 2 0 to Hearts. Um, I, I don't think Rangers will, will do much on Saturday. And I think we'll be the same, but I think we'll do a little bit more than them. I think they could potentially play the kids, whereas I think we might only play a couple. Um, and I, I, I hope that we can beat them solely to say that we've beaten every team in the league. I think that's quite a cool, cool stat and probably not something that's happened very often. Yeah, probably all six, I would imagine. It's probably the last time I think that's that's potentially happened. But did yep, Sergio like, beat them both? Uh, not in the same. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He did beat Rangers away, didn't he? Um, I have a feeling there was maybe a team he didn't beat, and I think yeah, I feel there could be a dud that we never beat one of these. Years. I, I, I mean, was, let, let's uh, it that. was probably St Johnston. No, Kelly. <laughs> I think it, I'm sure it was killing. Was, that the, was yeah. that the season? I mean, there was quite a few seasons. Was that the season they put four past us at Tynecastle? No, that, that was the season we went down. Um, they they gubbed us three nil. No, they beat us one nil at Tynecastle under Sergio because um, I'm sure Ian Black got sent off and Dean Shields scored a penalty. Uh, and I think they. Yeah, well, I remember we I, I we equalised at Rugby Park as well to get a draw in the last minute. Suso scored that season, but for the life of me, I can't remember what happened. And it was nil. Uh, I maybe nil nil actually. Yes, I don't think we'd be coming like that season. Just off the top of my head, um, could be wrong, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain we didn't beat them that season. So, so Sergio didn't do it. I'm afraid the great I, man, I even he has his limitations. So yeah. if we beat Rangers on Saturday, then Robbie truly is a Hearts great then because he's beaten. Well, we'll wait. We'll wait till after the cup final before we officially announce it. But he's uh, he's on his way. I'll, I'll give Mister Nielsen his due. Um, that so not a fraud has to stay until May. Anyway, thanks for joining us, uh, Mister McLeod. We'll be back uh, in in the hosts' chair next week for our cup final review. We look forward to that one. Uh, thanks for joining us.